This very well could be my favorite episode of the Massive Agent Podcast yet. 87 episodes in, this could be the one. We're sitting down with Grant Wise, a Facebook advertising and marketing genius, but we end up transitioning into a conversation about the perfect business plan for a real estate agent. And he lays out exactly what an agent needs to be doing to run a profitable real estate business. This is amazing, guys. Take notes. You're going to want to listen to this one more than once. Let's do it. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 87 of the Massive Agent Podcast. Thank you for joining. This is such a cool interview today. I am so stoked for you guys. As I was listening to this, editing this, actually, like I'm saying this before I edit it, but I know that I'm going to edit it. And while I'm listening, I'm going to enjoy it. So if that makes any sense in a weird, well, bizarro world way, you know what I'm saying. I enjoyed listening back to this one, and once it's published, I'm going to listen again because Grant Wise dropped some absolutely amazing bombs of bombs of truth, truth bombs, as ridiculous of a phrase as that is. I used it anyways because it's my show, and I'll do what I want. So this is a great episode. We oh, Honestly, I had Grant on the show because he's, he's such a, uh, a Facebook advertising genius. He's one, of the, he's one of the people that I really look up to with Facebook advertising and how to get a consumer's attention and how to use Facebook ads to do that and all that stuff. And we we started with some of that and we we got tactical a little bit, but then the conversation really moved into, into the business plan, the roadmap, what an agent needs to be doing, why agents are losing. And, and just by looking at their business as a business and doing a few things and running a few calculations and knowing a few numbers and a few metrics, they could really be on their way to massive success. And I'm taking notes for myself here. So this is a great episode. I'm super stoked to share it with you. If you are brand new to the show, welcome. My name is Dustin Brome, your host. I am an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah. I am, I've been an agent for about nine years now with eXp Realty. And I'm a national speaker, trainer, and real estate marketing coach. I'm host of the Industry Connected podcast and video show that comes out every Friday afternoon. You can see that over at the Industry Syndicate Facebook page or wherever you're listening to this podcast, look up Industry Connected. I am the co-founder of the Industry Syndicate. This show is produced by the Industry Syndicate, real estate's very first media network, and I'm the founder of the Massive Agent Society. That is our one agent per market, members only, Facebook ads, database, and training course and coaching program all in one, but only one agent per market can join. Once your market's sold out, it's gone. So go check it. Go check it out over at MassiveAgentSociety.com to see if yours is available and learn more about how that all works. I want to welcome you guys to the Massive Agent Podcast, and I'm going to be on the road here over the next month or two. September and, and October is crazy. The next 
the next time I'm traveling will be September 4th through 6th. I'll be in San Ramon, California, over in the East Bay, east of Oakland, for Social Surveys Create Wow Conference. I'll be speaking on uh, voice marketing, podcasting, flash briefings, and how you can use those to create a winning business. I'll be in Grants Pass, Oregon, on September 18th for the Rogue Valley Multiple Listing Service. We're doing a, a CE class up there, so that's cool if you're in the Medford, Oregon, or Grants Pass, Oregon area. Come check that out. September 24th, I'll be in downtown Los Angeles at the California Association of Realtors annual conference called Reimagine. I'll be speaking uh, solo and then I'll be moderating a panel later that day as well. So you'll be able to see me twice. So if you're an agent in California going to your conference, I will be there on September 24th. I'm speaking in Salt Lake City at the Salt Lake Board of Realtors on October 16th. And then in Madison, Wisconsin, October 24th through 25th for the Agent Rise Summit. I might be in Staten Island in early October as well for an event. So stay tuned there. Um, And before we jump into the interview with Grant Wise, again, grab a pad of paper or your iPad, whatever you take notes on, you're going to want to do that. I I had so many ideas come to me during the interview, like as Grant is sharing his wisdom and like, look guys, he's not just a great Facebook advertiser. He's also built a great business. Okay. We as agents have to wear so many hats. We, we, we have to be great realtors. We have to know all these different ways to negotiate and how to put the best best foot forward for our clients in an offer. We need to know all the rules and regulations and how to write an offer and which you know contracts to use. We have to know how to market and we have to be business owners. We have to actually know how to run a business. It's not easy. Okay, it's it's difficult. It's very difficult. That's why most people fail. So Grant has has built a, a very successful business as well. And you'll see why today. So take notes. Before we jump into it, I want to thank our sponsor, Postcard Mania. This episode is brought to brought to you by Postcard Mania. Uh, they are in every. They are a direct mail company that has a digital marketing component to them. Okay, it's a turnkey solution for a real estate agent or a loan officer who who knows they want to they want to get postcards out there, they want to get door hangers out there, they want to do Facebook ads, they want to do Google ads, they want to do retargeting, they want to do it all together, but they just want to hire someone to do it. Well, good luck. Good luck finding that person. Oh, wait a minute, because you listen to this show, you have found that person. It's called Postcard Mania. All you have to do is go to postcardmania.com slash realtor kit, get your free real estate marketing kit today and learn more about their uh, about their turnkey solution for agents. I'm telling you guys, I would not have them as a sponsor. I would not be so damn excited about them as, as a, a sponsor, and I wouldn't be sharing them with you if I didn't believe wholeheartedly in what they do and how they do it. They provide results, guys. They provide results and they take more stuff off your plate. That is a good thing. They get your results. They do all the stuff that you want to do a la carte anyways. They do it all for you and make your life easier. So one more time, go to postcardmania.com slash realtor kit. Or if you are old school, 855-980-5492 and talk to one of their experts about getting your campaign started. Thank you, Postcard Mania, for the support and Massive Agent listeners. They are giving a discount uh, to all the Massive Agent listeners. Make sure you use that link, postcardmania.com slash realtorkit. All right, um, let's get into it with Grant Wise. Uh, such an amazing conversation. I think I've said that about 17 times now. You're about to find out why. Let's jump into it. 
Hey, what's up, guys? I'm here with Grant Wise, host of the Marketing Genius Podcast, co-founder of Whitley, and a client generation expert. And uh, Grant, I, I think I told you this when we when we met in Vegas, but um, as I was learning how to generate my own leads and how to grow my own business, you were definitely one of the resources out there that I looked up to um, because you were you had truth and it was in a, you were sharing it in a way that made sense. And so I want to thank you for that. You're definitely someone I look up to in the Facebook advertising space and, and, you know, the client generation, uh, you're, you're definitely a client generation thought leader. So welcome to the massive agent podcast, my friend. I love it, man. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit before we, we started recording. Um, there's a lot of changes going on with Facebook. A, a lot of, uh, a lot of changes and our industry and even professional marketers are losing their minds over some of these changes. And and I get it, you know, when it's just one change after another, and then you wrap your head around some new thing and then they change it again. Yeah, it can be frustrating, but um, a lot of agents are throwing their hands up in frustration and I hate to see that. And so I just wanted to have a, an honest conversation about what's changed what what's overblown, what isn't, what isn't being talked about, all that stuff. Um, let's start with, if if you would, um, what are some of the the biggest things that have changed in 2019 with the Facebook platform, whether that's the ads or just the platform in general? I think it's mostly the platform, and you know you see a lot of people throwing their hands up. And we were talking a little bit before this. I mean, change really only affects the misinformed. Um, you know, if you don't know what you're doing or you've had one foot in, one foot out, or, you know, those, if you're not paying attention, it, it, it can come by and it can catch you and it can cut your knees out from under you. And this isn't like, you know, the Panda update with Google, right? It wiped out an entire industry overnight. This is just technical changes and, and some strategic changes that affect the marketplace. They just don't affect them in such big ways. You know, it's, this isn't, this isn't a big deal. It's again, change affects the misinformed. If you're not paying attention and you don't understand marketing and you don't understand strategy and you don't understand some of those things, um, we call them copy and paste marketers, right? If, if you're just copying what somebody teaches you and you're pasting it in place, you're not actually learning anything. It's a big issue. Uh, but if you're developing a skill, uh, which is what most people that are learning Facebook ads are doing, they're developing a skill, it, it really doesn't affect anybody. I've not seen any negative side effects of any of the changes that Facebook's brought about, uh, especially because of you know how smart the platform has gotten. I mean, people underestimate, uh, you know, it used to be like you need to have a really good targeting strategy. And now it's like, look, man, Facebook just knows. It's not like you have to have this epic Facebook targeting strategy. As a matter of fact, Facebook, we're seeing even likes far more open face targeting, letting uh, their, their platform continually nurture people through different parts of funnel processes. But change affects the misinformed. There's a lot of people I think in the industry that are doing, you know, Facebook this much and they come through and they create this change. It visually changes the way people see things. And that, that seems to break a, a lot of what people are doing because they're just copying and pasting what they're learning in some, you know, e-course. For sure. Um, you know, I, I do sympathize with those that are, that are just starting down this process and they really intend to get what's going on, that they want to grasp the concept at its deepest level. And then all of a sudden Facebook throws them for a loop. But, you know, all these things, I don't think they're surprising changes. You know, uh, I think the biggest ones from my point of view, and, and I'm curious if you'd agree with this or not, the biggest 
changes that I've seen so far is the adding the special category to the ads platform where now you can't target by gender, by age. It has to be a 15 mile minimum. And people are freaking out about that. Like, how am I supposed to run real estate ads? And, and you see ridiculous bullshit headlines like Facebook ads are dead for real estate. Yeah. But they're forgetting what you just said, the, just how smart the algorithm is. Well, they're also forgetting that they're bound by legally and ethically not to discriminate against all of these things. It's something you agree to with a freaking real estate agent. I don't know why you're upset about this. Yeah. It's a law that you have to abide by. Yeah. So, uh, A, you know, stop being a child about it. It's not that big a deal. And again, it's, it's a law you're already bound by. You can't discriminate towards language, religion, sex. You can't discriminate towards any of those things. And so to see Facebook come in and make a change like this, especially with a lawsuit like HUD slapping something down, it's not surprising. Uh, it, it, it might change your strategy slightly. It's not necessarily changed much of anything for us. Um, but, you know, don't forget, like these are all laws you guys legally agreed to when you, when you got your pocket card. So yeah, I don't, I don't think you should be that upset about it. Uh, that's true. Like there's no disputing that. Um, you know, there's also the fact that we are on someone else's platform. Like yeah, you're renting. Uh, yeah. Th- there's always a danger. There's always risk when you're using someone else's platform. We're, we're using Facebook's platform for free, mind you, unless you're running ads, but we're basically running. We've been able to build businesses and brands for free on Facebook, on Instagram, everywhere else. And, and we forget about that. I, I think there's some entitlement that comes along with it to a well, certain if, extent. If you're, if you're running ads the right way, it's free too. It's the closest thing to free money you'll ever experience in your entire life. I don't know anywhere in the world I can go give somebody a dollar and they'll turn around and give me $3 back in two, 72 hours. Like I, I, don't know, I don't know anywhere in the world that that exists. And you look at most realtors who get an 800 to 4,000% return on their ad spend with Facebook ads, um, it's all free money. Like it, 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 it's a thousand percent the truth. But what you said is absolutely true. You're renting somebody else's media. And this is why it's very important to understand strategy because you need to turn media that you rent into media that you own. You know, a lot of people are freaking out as well, I believe, because they're generating a lot of leads. They're not tracking them. They're putting them in an Excel sheet. They lose them, whatever, right? They, they don't take any of that stuff and turn it into media that they own. If you look at companies like Apple, Starbucks, Walmart, Amazon, these people buy as much attention as they possibly can, but they convert that attention into attention that they own. So if you're just renting your media and you're not converting it to stuff that you own, names, email addresses, phone numbers, that's information that you own, you put that in a database. Now you have your own media. You can stop paying so much for the media that you you might be buying through Facebook. I'm not suggesting that you do that. I'm just saying when you're able to convert that from paying somebody for it to now I have 5,000 people I can talk to every single day in my market about real estate and I don't have to pay anything for it. That's what the goal should be. And that goes back to understanding strategy, understanding marketing, understand advertising, sales, some of those different types of things that you have a big portion of the industry that just unfortunately doesn't. You've got a lot of people that came from jobs. Real estate's a Hail Mary and this isn't, you know, the, <laughs> I'm not trying to be offensive here, but I'm being very truthful. Dude, was- nobody understands. Look, we're a bunch of chimps. <laughs> Let's be real. And, and I say that with love. I'm a chimp. You know, we're, we're an interesting bunch of people. So, so no offense taken. And it's not something that you should be prideful about. I mean, at the end of the day, you t- it, talk, it took you two weeks 
a thousand bucks, you got your license. Now you have a degree to, to sell somebody the largest investment of their entire life. Take somebody a year and a half to give me a freaking haircut, right? This yeah. is not, <laughs> this isn't something you absolutely at all should be prideful about. If you get upset about what I said, you know, good luck to you because it's, it's, it seems like things might be uh, coming near an end. But the truth is like, I, this is one of the reasons that we teach a lot of marketing. We don't just teach Facebook ads or we don't just teach Instagram tactic, right? You've got to understand, in my opinion, marketing, because when you understand marketing, you understand strategy, you understand branding, no matter what platform you will be able to win. If you look at a guy like Gary Vee, he's a great example of this. Dude is marketing on 50 plus platforms socially, right? He understands marketing, sales, advertising, branding. And it's because he understands those things that no matter what the platform is, he can go out there and create epic results. Mr. or Mrs. Realtor, listen to this. It doesn't matter what changes come about within Facebook. If you understand marketing, if you understand sales, branding, advertising, if you understand these things intellectually at their core, you can do anything that you want with any platform that you want. Facebook doesn't have to be the end all be all. It's just one of the greater platforms that we're winning on right now. In half of a decade, just like it half of a decade ago, it wasn't like totally the main platform. In five, 10 years, it's probably going to be another platform. And if you're just out there trying to, I'm going to watch a YouTube, I'm going to copy what I see here, I'm going to go paste it over here. You're not actually learning anything. It's not shocking why these things come and they cripple you at the knees. You've got to understand buyer psychology. You've got to understand developing a niche market. You've got to understand branding. Like you've got to understand these things at the core level um, or, or it doesn't matter what new platform comes about. It doesn't matter how Facebook changes. It doesn't even matter if Facebook stays the same and the greatest things since sliced bread for the rest of our lives. You don't understand these things. Any little subtlety, any little change will scare the heck out of you because you don't actually have a skill. You're just, again, copying and pasting something that, that somebody put on the internet. Yes. So in, in a second, I really want to talk about why you and your messaging with you and your company and everything, you're now talking about generating clients instead of generating leads, which I think is so big. And it's exactly like the reason why is what we're talking about here. There's so many agents, they, when they're struggling, they need business. I get it because I was in this spot not very long ago and I thought the lead was the goal. Uh, if I could just get leads, I could close deals, I could have an income and be able to pay my bills. That would be so nice. And, and so we... When you're in that that uh, place of need, you forget that okay. The lead is it's like you catch the ball in a football game. Now you have to run and score, and it, you know it's just the start of the process. Um, it, it's it's such a it's so important that that agents realize you have to learn the whole concept here. You you can copy and paste, and in in our program we we give some quick wins. You know, like here, run this ad. But if that's all if that's all they have energy for, if that's all they have interest in is just copying and pasting, and then something doesn't work in their market because the demographics are slightly different or, or whatever, they're like, oh, Facebook ads don't work. Whereas if they just took a step back, learn why, why is this not working? What could I get better in the messaging? To your point, man, you learn how to do that on Facebook, you get marketing, you get, um, you get consumer attention. If you know how to get somebody's attention visually, in a newsfeed, doesn't matter what platform you're on, you're going to be fine with the next platform. You're going to be successful with the, the platform after that. You get the way the human mind works. That's a very big deal. Um, what 
let's talk about why your messaging now as a company and, and as a brand is, is not about leads. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like what you just said. It's, it's, it's like when people buy six pack abs, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. all this marketing and uh, we go out there and we make this decision. We swipe our credit card, we bought the abs. And then it's like, whew, man, these things look great. I didn't have to do anything. I just swiped my card. I bought the abs. I'm good to go. Yeah. And when you t- look at that from a real estate standpoint, lead generation has become that same very just commoditized thing where people swipe their card, they buy the leads and they think that they've solved their problem. And the truth is, is they've only really solved in our world about 30% of the equation. Getting leads is one of the easiest things that you can do in the business. It's not hard. You can walk out, yell at the top of your lungs in downtown. I guarantee you're going to have at least five or 10 people come ask you what you're talking about, right? It's not hard. It's what you do past the point of getting leads that's so important. And I realized, uh, was this today, August 18th, um, 19th, about three months ago now, almost four months ago, I realized that I had myself become a commodity. And this is such an important thing. I hope you guys are listening because I'm going to get a little vulnerable with you here. You are a commodity. It's not like a, a maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Like you are absolutely a commodity in the real estate space. There's no, there's no real difference between choosing one agent over the next, especially when 94% of the industry doesn't know how to market uh, brand, sale, or advertise, right? Everybody's got the same message. There's no, <laughs> what's, what's so beneficial about using you over somebody else, right? When you can't clearly articulate that, it's a problem. I had become that same thing. I had become a, a commodity. I was just another lead gen guy selling lead gen, selling Facebook ad training, even though I was a very, very, very early adopter into doing a lot of that stuff. And I had built up a ton of success, success stories rather, a ton of clients, a ton of students. You know, we'd uh, give away a ton of free training. It didn't matter. Why am I going to go buy uh, you know, something for, for so much money uh, is what we were at the time when I could just, you know, get the same thing for you know, 97 bucks, right? That's, that's, what be, that's what starts to happen in somebody's mind. And if you're listening to this right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If somebody's tried to sell you Facebook ad training in the last year, why am I going to go pay more for it over here when this guy's teaching me the same thing for less? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the exact same conversation that your prospects are having about you right? This is how the discount conversation has really come about. If I, if I can go get the same service for a thousand bucks, why am I going to pay this guy 6% of my commission, right? It's because you suck at articulating your value to a prospect. And going through that process, I realized that I realized a number of things. A, I'd realized I'd become a commodity and I had to change or my business was going to go under. I was going to get lost in the noise and I was just going to continue to dissipate in, in this industry. And so I sat back and I thought, you know, at the end of the day, nobody grades me on my ability to help them generate leads. I have a thousand percent success rate helping people generate leads. I've never failed. Not even one time have I messed up helping somebody understand how to generate leads. Every single person I've ever worked with has done it. But this is a big but only a percentage of those people were able to curate commission checks. And that is how I was graded. And when I realized that, I looked around the industry, everybody was selling these products. You know, I'll sell you 200 leads a month, which no agent has the systems to support. I'll I'll give you this training, I'll do all this stuff. And I just became disgusted. I was like, look, this isn't a part. This isn't what I want to be a part of. This isn't what the agent even wants. The agent is doing all this work because they want commission checks. How can I take accountability for this process and take accountability for 
helping an agent get more commission checks, not being the person that's saying, well, I taught you how to do it. You didn't succeed. It must've been you because my process is flawless, right? That's kind of a BS response, but it's the BS response that most agents are getting right now if they're struggling with training that they may be taking uh, or, or leads that they might be purchasing. And so what we did is we, we stepped back and, and we, we, we really kind of strive to just create a new category of product or service that the industry, in my opinion, needed. And the way that I knew that we needed it is a, we had a bunch of agents out there buying abs, right? They're just buying leads, feeling like they solved the problem, yep. but I could travel the country, man. And I have, and I could ask every single agent that I run into contact with how much it cost them to get a customer. And I've not to this day in six months run into one and actually a year we have, we've generated a lot of appointments. We ask every agent this question. Not one of these people knows the answer to that question. I'm talking about agents, new agents, Agents have been in the business for a while, team leaders, brokers, nobody knew the answer to this question, which was baffling to me because this is one of the most core foundational uh, principles in business. He or she who can spend the most to acquire customers wins. And now we're seeing he or she can spend the most and add the most value wins, right? There's definitely a dynamic that's adjusting. But if I don't understand the first, how am I ever going to get to the second? Because I'm being taught by my broker, team leader, business provided coach, whatever, how to be a producer how to take production type actions so that I can make more money for the company. I'm not being taught how to build a business myself. So we created this system. Uh, it's called a client generation system. And to, to build one of those, you need three core components. You first need leads. I'm not discounting the necessity that, that, you, that you must have leads. Right. You need leads. The second thing that you need is a brand. You need a personality. You need a persona. You need something that people can connect with. And especially today in this digital world, I don't want you to call me so that I can connect with you. I want to learn about you through what I'm seeing, through my discovery, through this, through that, and the other thing. And so we teach a process called dynamic video remarketing. So we teach agent how to create hyper local content, educational content, testimonials, those different types of things. And we show them how to basically retarget the prospects they're generating all over the internet, right? So if you go to Amazon, you decide to buy a golf club or you back out of that decision. And then all of a sudden you see that golf club that follows you all over the internet. We teach agents, team leaders, brokers, how to do the exact same thing. So when they're getting new leads, now that lead is seeing that video content everywhere they go, right? So it creates a very omnipresent vibe from the prospect to the agent. And this has been a huge missing link in conversion because yeah. now you have a branding element that's in place. We, we force this on all of our students, all of our clients, our software helps do this, all this stuff. Uh, we force this interaction because what was happening is people were trying to generate leads and then just trying to convert them. So lead conversion, that was the thought process. The only problem is you're missing a key component, which is called indoctrination. If I don't know who you are, why you do what you do, how you do, if I don't know those things about you and you're not going to give me an opportunity, right? You're just going to ask me to go right to the bedroom. Like I don't want to be a part of it. So you're seeing a massive part of the industry that's now follow-up action, follow-up action, follow-up action, follow-up action, follow-up action, and none of them are even doing it. Right. So not only right. are you required to take a lot of actions if you're missing that branding component, but you're not doing it. So you're destined to fail if you're just trying to generate leads and you're just trying to convert them. So going back to the components of a client generation system, we need leads, we need a brand, and then we need a sales process. Uh, most people, if I were to ask anybody in this podcast listening right now to send me a Word document that had your follow-up process in it, few could do it. 
very few, if any, would have that written down. It's all up here in my mind. Well, when you get three leads in a day and you're supposed to touch each lead at least 12 times, that's 36 touches. It's real easy to forget. Let's not forget compounded communication because tomorrow when I get three more leads, that means my touches are going to double. It's very easy to get confused. And then day three, when I've, I get three more leads, it's compounded again by three. I got to, I got to, create these touch points with these leads. That's over a hundred touches in a day. How in the heck am I supposed to stay organized doing that? Right. And so we teach them how to create a system around follow-up, literally a step-by-step outline of what your process is, a summary of your scripts, time intervals between those things. And we've actually engineered a platform, Whitley, the software that will we will tell them like, Hey, you just got a new lead. Step one, call them. Here's your script, right? We try to make it as easy as possible for them to implement a sales process so that they can convert those leads. It's only when we have those three things, we have leads, we have a brand, we have a sales process that we can succeed at implementing what we call a client generation system. And we do all of that so that we can figure out one number. And that one number is how much does it cost us to get a customer? Now, I want you guys to hear me. You don't need to buy anything from me to figure out this number. You don't need to buy anything from anybody to figure out this number. You just take your advertising expenses over the last six months, say it's for Facebook ads. I spent 5,000 bucks on Facebook ads. How many homes did you sell? Well, I sold 10 homes. Okay, well, 5,000 divided by 10 is 500. That means your cost to get a customer is 500 bucks. And this is where most agents I'm seeing today get super confused because I'll then say, how many homes do you want to sell a month? And I say, well, three. Great. Spend $1,500 a month and you're there. It's like, wait a second. What do you mean? I don't, I don't think that I can do that. Well, BS, your, your business, this isn't made up data. Your business is telling us that for every $500 you spend, you get a customer. That is predictive, right? That is consistency. That's, that's sustainable. That's everything that an agent yearns for, but they don't understand. And so we, we do everything that we do to help them find that one number like uh, Matt McCutcheon in Georgia. He's one of my favorite clients right now. I think uh, he's, he's getting ready to surpass a million dollars in commissions that we've helped him earn in three years. Every $187 he spends in, in marketing that based on the system we've taught him to implement, he makes $3,000 profit. Okay. It doesn't take a genius to figure out that that's an incredible ROI. And he came to me and he said, I want to sell 13 homes a month. Okay. 187 times 13. That's your marketing budget. If your marketing budget is a set number, if you have a contract with Zillow, that's the dumbest thing that you could possibly do. If you're spending $500 a month with Zillow and you've done that for longer than six months, it's stupid. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It is stupid business. It is dumb economics. I'll back you you up on that. If you uh, are are, are committed to spending $300 a month on Facebook and you've done that longer than three months, four months, it is stupid. It is not just a silly thing to do. It is stupid because your business starts churning out commission checks. We believe in that you should reinvest 20% of your marketing. If you get a $10,000 commission check from a $300 Facebook ad, that's $2,000 that check that should go back into Facebook marketing. Hey, guess what? Your budget just went from $300 a month to double, triple, quadruple because you got a commission check, right? So if you want to scale your business, you got to scale the actions you're taking to get those results. 
And this isn't just for paid advertising. Anybody that's listening to this can figure out what their cost to get a customer is in time if that's how you get it. But what we find is that most of our students pay eight times more if you analyze the time value of money to get customers if they use their time to do it as opposed to just using their money to do it. And this is why, you know, again, we teach people how to build a client generation system because when you are automatically getting leads, you are on an automated and personal way building a relationship, building a brand with prospects, and you are in an automated way converting those clients. Uh, that's where you get your money to work for you. I'd rather have my money work for more money than for me to work for more money. And uh, that's how you can really, really, really win big. So we always teach, we always tell you like, don't buy leads, buy customers. And that's not to say you shouldn't buy leads. It's just to say you need to have the right mindset because the only reason that you're getting those leads is so that you can generate more customers. If that's not your focus, don't waste your money. There's, there's so much to unpack there. And, and guys, I hope you realize that you just got a masterclass in building a business, building a real estate business that thrives for the long term. Look, you you guys know I'm a big fan of Facebook ads and you know leads are part of it, of course. But Grant, I have to applaud you because um someone as well known as you, someone as respected as you within the industry who's changed your messaging right up front to say, hey, it's not about the lead. It's about the closing. It's about the client. It's actually about the customer. That I think will actually, for those paying attention, will will stem that tide of just all the bullshit. Like all you have to do is look around in, a, in two industry Facebook groups and it's nothing but if you want 10 leads a day, you know, contact me, send me a DM, you know, and it's out of control but unfortunately, it's out of control because it works for them because agents are biting at that. They're like, oh, lead. That's it. it and Grant just taught you how to build a business. It, so thank you for that. Mic drop. Yeah. Nothing, nothing more needs to be said. Right. <laughs> just kidding. But we will because it's a podcast. Right. Yeah, we're going to keep on going. Yeah, we'll, we'll continue. We got to give them, their, give them their, uh, the price of admission here. Um, no, I, I highly encourage everybody right now, if you, if you don't know what your, what your cost per customer is, your cost per client, your cost per closing, however you want to slice it, go calculate that. And, you know, uh, and, and as well, calculate what your value per hour is. This is very yes. important. And this, in that same breath, I could ask an agent and they wouldn't know. I calculate this like every day. I don't know why you wouldn't do the same, but that's also probably why mine grows by 57 plus percent you know, or more a month, right? Because I'm analyzing it. I'm looking at how I can create consistent leverage that increases my value per hour. It's a different way to look at business. You got so many people, I always tell people just because you're in business doesn't mean you need to be doing business. You know, you handling contracts is a dumb business move. Yep. You, you doing transaction coordination contract close is a dumb business move. It's not smart. If, if you want to be more than just a realtor, like if you want to open doors, you want to handle transactions, you want to do that. That's I, it's commendable knowing who you are, knowing what you want to be. It's just not what I see most of the industry actually wants. They want to create financial freedom. They want to create time freedom. They want to create a lot of these things. And so if you don't know your value per hour, it's very, very difficult to do those things. And the reason you should calculate that it's really easy. Hey, what's your revenue the last six months divided by the total number of hours worked? There's your value per hour, right? We analyze this month in and month out and you will see 
a very strategic change and you'll start thinking like a business person. Okay, how can I fire myself from this part of doing what I'm doing so my value per hour increases? That's not to say that you should become numbers focused or money hungry. It's just to say that you should start thinking about having a business because that's what you really have. You don't have you know, all the, like I, I can't get away from this idea that brokers are teaching you how to be producers. They're not teaching you how to be business people because their model is predicated on the idea that you will go out and produce revenue for the company. That's why they teach you to make 100 calls, calls a day, knock 50 doors a day, to, take, to do all these production-like activities. I'm sorry, but I don't think that's in your best interest. And I know this. I spoke with an agent. We were coaching her about three weeks ago. We sat down and we evaluated all these numbers. We put a deal tracker in place. So we found out in about less than 30 minutes where all of our business comes from proportionately. And we saw that she was spending the bulk of her her time doing cold uh, call prospecting. So she had a lot of drive time. While she was driving, she would spend those hours calling people. And what we realized is that her value per hour was $137 per hour and that it was costing her just a little over $16,000 in time to get one deal. So she was losing over seven grand every time she got a customer because of the way that she was getting them. On the flip side, when she was buying leads, she was getting a customer for just a little under $1,000. And this was through Zillow or Realtor.com, I can't remember. But the numbers were not even comparable. And she took that information back to her prospecting coach that was brokerage provided. And his answer was, you just need to get better at, uh, <laughs> he said, you just need to get better at uh, cold calling. I told her to give me his phone number, but she wouldn't do it. <laughs> you don't need to get better at cold calling. You need to stop doing things that don't make sense. I'm not saying that cold calling is just the dumbest thing in the world to do because there's many people that have built big businesses doing it. I'm saying that you should know your numbers. And if it doesn't make sense, you shouldn't do it. If you're not getting a good ROI, you shouldn't do it. If you're not, you know, really using it as a metric to grow your business, like you shouldn't do it, but know these numbers because they will tell you the answers. If I know that every 300 bucks I spend, I get a new customer. I now have the blueprint to unlocking anything that I want in life. If I want to make a million dollars a year, um, okay, what's my commission to get me to a million how many transactions is that? Multiply by $300. I now know exactly what to do to go make a million dollars a year, right? Your business is, is, is such a, a proven plan. Like you don't need to buy a new product. You don't got to do business with Grant. You don't got to buy anything from anybody. Just reverse engineer the numbers and the blueprint's sitting right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, you tr- what you track improves, you know, and, and that's true in business. It's true in, in fitness, you know, um, Anytime I'm at, like, if I'm counting my calories with, with my fitness pal app, strangely, I get in better shape. Weird. Uh, if I'm keeping track of, you know, the workouts I'm doing, strangely, I get in better shape. If I'm keeping track of my money and my expenses, strangely, that all improves. It's, I think that, and this is not just a real estate agent thing. I think there's a lot of this in human nature. Yeah. In any industry, we, we get so bogged down with the actions with just being busy doing stuff that we forget about the whole conversation that Grant just educate, educated us <laughs> on, which is, which is so key. So I, guys, if you have not done these things, if you have not calculated your, you know, your worth per hour, your, you know, how much your hourly rate is, all that stuff, please do it. Um, because then 
even just that one little switch of perspective, that little uh, mind shift could make all the difference in the world. And, you know, and you've heard the 80-20 rule, 80% of the income comes from 20% of the results. And, and there's a bunch of different ways to slice that 80-20 that, uh, rule. But it's true, man. Start focusing on what's going to bring the revenue. Um, Grant, amazing. Um, anything, uh, anything else about, uh, about Facebook ads that you think, because we went in a whole different direction that I wasn't really planning on going in, but I'm really glad we did. I was thinking we'd be more tactical with, with some Facebook stuff. Is there anything that, that must be said that, that somebody who is, you know, they've never taken a course. They've just kind of, they're doing stuff on their own. They're running some Facebook ads. What do they need to know? Like what, what would you feel bad if we ended this podcast and we didn't talk about? Yeah, I think that I wouldn't sleep tonight if we didn't talk about um, how you can take yourself from being a commodity, which most of you listening to this podcast, unfortunately are, and turn yourself into specialists. So see commodities negotiate pricing. Um, if you're a commodity, you're going to find yourself in a lot of those discount conversations. Uh, a lot of those, how, how do how do you compare type conversations? If you're not really good at understanding or expressing your value, it's, uh, it's very difficult for you to kind of get out of the cycle that you might be in. So here's the key, the secret to breaking it. Okay. You need to become a specialist because specialists can charge anything in the world that they want to. They don't negotiate their pricing. People happily stroke the checks. And so the way that you do that in real estate is by developing a niche, by developing a very specific subset of the marketplace that you serve. The person that works with everyone, don't ever forget this for the rest of your life. The person that works with everyone works with no one. You telling people that you'll do business with anybody is actually hurting and hindering your business. Even if you're at a networking event and somebody walks up to you and says, what do you do? Well, I sell real estate. A, if they don't walk away immediately, They'll start to ask you a little bit deeper questions about your industry and those types of things. And they'll ask you, who do you typically work with? I guarantee you've heard this question. And yeah. you will very naturally say, I work with anyone. What happens to the human mind when you, when you do something like that, when you don't give it a specific piece of information to go find, is it kind of just blurs right through. It's like a dead heartbeat, right? It just beep. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't know what information to go track. But when you turn around and say, I work very specifically with veterans that are looking to purchase in the $225,000 range that uh, are, are, you know, attached to the military base over here. What you did is you just triggered in somebody's mind, the person that they know that matches the profile that you just gave them. And they'll say, you know what? I got a friend. His name's David. He, he sounds like he would be perfect client for you, right? So you take an overly general message and you make it really specific. You start, even, even in private conversations with people, you will start to see how you will get more business because you're telling the brain what information to go back and find for you. And what will happen, even if somebody says, oh, I don't know anybody like that, they will then turn around and say, but... I know this person, his name's Jim. He works, you know, he's an auto mechanic, he, but he's looking for a house right now in the $225,000 range. Could you help him? And they'll turn around, they'll give you a super specific uh, client that you could turn around and serve, at, at least if you wanted to. When you're marketing, 
you are, you guys are having the same conversation. You're telling people that you work with everybody. You're telling people you have good customer service. You're telling people that you take care of your clients. You're telling people that you're good. These are all really crappy value propositions because people expect you to give good service. <laughs> they expect you to be good communicators. They expect if you've been in the business for 30,000 years that you're good at what you do. It's a dumb value proposition. You have to begin to express your value by providing the consumer with what they think is valuable. You guys are thought to be the connectors of the world. You're realtors. Everything is tied to owning a home. Yep. Literally. Contracting, cleaning, dry cleaning, carpets, uh, lawn boys, fertilization, uh, fence companies, painting companies, auto stuff, location-wise, auto stuff, gyms, location-wise, schools, like you guys are so connected to every part of the community. It's, it's, it's almost funny. It's almost comical how much you don't take advantage of that. And so when you put yourself in the mindset of the consumer, that you, that person, you know, you want to do business with, the more you know about them, the easier it is to be that valuable figure in their life. So if I'm telling you, hey, become a specialist, what I'm telling you is sit down with a pen and paper and write down the specific profile of your ideal customer. And if you can't see into the future, the person that you want to do business with, go look in the past and look for your favorite transaction you've ever done in your entire life, create a profile of that person, their name, their family status, income status, their occupation, where they like to hang out, where they like to buy clothes, where they like to eat, where they like to, to vacation, all every pertinent detail that you could possibly think of, their political affiliations, their religious affiliations, where their kids go to school. I mean, every detail that you could think of. And what you're going to find is there are hundreds, if not thousands of these people that match the profile you just laid out. So while you think that you're limiting your, your, your potential client base, what you're really doing is you're going from somebody that's chasing after 0.0001% of the market to somebody that has just created their own market that you'll own 85 plus percent of while everybody else fights over your scraps. So the way that you can instantly go from a commodity to a specialist is simply carving out who you want to do business with. Now, your marketing, your Facebook ad strategy is should be totally catered to this person. Your branding strategy, the content that you create, the educational videos, the testimonials, the local business interviews should all be catered to this person. Because when you know what this person likes, you know which coffee shop to interview, you know which cleaning company to interview, you know which contractor to interview, you know which school administrators to talk to, you know which mayor they'll support. All of these people, by the way, need attention. They will happily jump on and inter let you interview them. They will happily reciprocate any way that they can, which, oh, by the way, is likely just sending you more homes that you can sell. When you carve out a marketplace that is totally your own, a niche that you now dominate, nothing else matters. Yep. Nothing else matters. You've become a specialist serving that portion of the community. You will stop negotiating price. You will stop justifying value. You will stop with all the things that we know that you guys are sick and tired of doing. And we know this because we see it in these Facebook groups every single day, these real estate forums, everybody's complaining about having to sell against discount brokers and having to do all these types of things. 
there's some simple basics in business that if you guys understood, they would, they would do away with all of those problems. I could put a discount broker out of business in two seconds by understanding this simple rule. He or she who spends the most to acquire a customer wins. If you're going to sell that house for a thousand bucks, I'm going to spend a thousand bucks to get that customer. Naturally, I push you out of the business. You look at companies like Amazon and and Zillow and, and, and Redfin and Open Door, these companies understand marketing metrics. They understand numbers. And you got some dude or some woman sitting in an office looking at a spreadsheet saying, we spent $2 million last, last month in Texas and we, we profited $10 million because of it. Let's spend $4 million this month, right? You, you got somebody that's looking at business that way. And I'm not saying that you should be so totally enamored with numbers that you forget about people because the relationship that you have in the local community is the change agent for you. It's your defense mechanism. It's what will keep you safe in any economy. But I am saying that if you looked at that with a certain degree of business acumen that you understood your numbers and you understood how to get customers, you'll go from somebody that spends $1,000 or $100 a month in marketing to somebody that can spend $10,000 a month in marketing and you'll do it in less than six months. Um, That's, in my opinion, a way that you could go stand out so fast. Social media has made it so easy. And when you take 10 minutes and you understand who your customer is and you take two days and you line up all these content interviews, it's fascinating how quick you can go build a brand in less than two to three months. Uh, it's just unbelievable. So understand, understand your customer. One, understand what your customer wants. Two, everything else will take care of itself. Take care of itself. One of the one of the biggest mistakes that I ever made when I was starting out in the business is my mentor told me you have to pick a farm area. You know, find one area that you want to focus on like a laser beam. I did not because I thought that, well, why focus on this area when I could have the whole city? Mm-hmm. Right? Why, I'm going to sell homes through the whole city. And if they want to go to Park City too, which is about, you know, 40 minutes away from Salt Lake, I'll do that too. And if they want to go 30 minutes north into Ogden, cool, I'll do that too. And I'm like, the bigger area is better. No, it is not. Uh, it wasn't until I started saying, I focus on um, single family homes, um, you know, at or around the median home price on Salt Lake's east side, specifically Cottonwood Heights, Holiday Sandy. Like, when I started doing that, strangely, I started getting more business. So that was so spot on. Um, it just, it takes a little leap of faith, especially if you're struggling because you think yeah. that the bigger net is better. It is not. Yeah, you, you, you can't go at this alone, guys. I mean, one of the easiest ways to fast track your success is to get a coach. Totally. And that doesn't need to be me. You know, make it Dustin. You know, let, call Dustin up and let him, him, him help you do these things. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be either of us. The point yeah. is you need somebody that knows what they're talking about that can help point out your flaws and your mistakes. If you don't think that, you know, using a cheesy example, LeBron James has got somebody standing over his shoulder saying, hey, you need to pull your shoulder in a little bit or, hey, you, you, you did this or you made this mistake – uh, you're absolutely wrong. So why he is one of the best in the world? Well, that success leaves clues. Let's go get somebody that can help me point out my flaws and mistakes. Trust what the people that uh, you know are, are trying to lead you are telling you. And I know that that can be scary if you also listen to what I said a second ago when most people are trying to teach you how to be producers. And in my opinion, this is why the coaching industry in real estate has gotten so massive because people don't trust the brokers provided people that are uh, that, that they're bringing to them, right? So, Get somebody that has gone down this path, somebody that has created these types of successes that can tell you, hey, these are the mistakes you're making. 
avoid these mistakes, do what we say, trust the process, put in the work, and you'll get the results. But understand, it's not a three-month plan that's going to take care of the next 10 years of your life. Like, you need to commit and go all in. We are so fortunate that you know, what used to take us two to three years in real estate realistically now can be accomplished in two to three months with a good plan and hard work, but it's a good plan and hard work. And it's got to be done consistently over a period of time to really maximize results. You guys get in and you, oh, we've had people do this all the time and it cracks me up. They'll come in, they'll buy our training, they'll sell one house. They'll say, that was awesome. And they'll go do something else. Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 they'll get some, this much success that scratched the itch. All right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go do something else. When you, when you mine for gold and you finally found it, that's not the time to stop digging, right? Go yeah. all in and uh, build up what we call the Parmetheus paradox, build up these multiple pillars of success. You got new, you know, income streams coming in for not, and I don't mis don't misconstrue what I said, multiple income streams, selling real estate, not you drive Uber, you sell Rodan and Fields, and you're also a realtor. Like, not that type of multiple income streams, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know about 17, 17 agents that I just saw on Instagram that meet those three, that check those three boxes. So yeah, I, I get it. Same 17 will not be in business if we end up in some type of downturn in the real estate economy. Those will be the first to go. If you're going to be a realtor, be a realtor. Go all in. If you got to pay the bills, you know, I totally understand it. But don't tell your Uber passengers that you sell real estate because what you're telling them is that you suck it's your job. So you have to sell, you have to drive Uber, uh, you know, to make ends meet. And you can get as mad at you as me at me as you want. Uh, but that's just cause you know, it's the truth. So. Oh dude, I completely agree. And I'm someone who did drive Uber while a real estate agent. Part of it was an experiment. Part of it was to make some extra money, but you know, now I did not approach it by here. Here's my business card. Um, it was valuable to me because I, I learned my city much more intimately than I, and I grew up here. Like it was yeah. crazy, but no, you're not going to get any deals from it. Like, yeah, you shouldn't. Well, and you see a lot of people do that because they don't know how to get attention. Right. right. I don't know how to get attention. So I'm going to go do all this crazy stuff to try to get attention. I'm going to put realtor on the back of my thing at Starbucks. I'm going to, I'm going to go drive Uber. I'm going to sell road in fields. I'm going to do network marketing. I'm going to do, I'm going to do all this. They're trying to figure out how to get attention. I'm not, I'm not knocking the hustle. I'm just saying, there are very simple, simple, sure. simple ways to get attention. You need to invest in yourself and understand what those are. People, look, people like you, you, most businesses don't make money for three to five years. You live in an industry where you can make money your first quarter if you, you know, follow a strategic plan. And that's, it goes back to why we do what we do, man. We, we want to focus on helping agents generate clients and building machines that bring them predictable revenue so that they know month in and month out, if you, if you don't know how many clients you're going to bring in this month compared to last month, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. If you don't know your cost to acquire a customer, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. If you don't know your value per hour, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. You are not a business person. I, well, amazing, amazing uh, spot to end. I, I have a couple more questions, but I'm crossing those off because I think that's, I think that's perfect. Um, it, this has me thinking personally, like, you know, am I really on top of that part of my business? Am I really on top of that? Uh, can I improve on this? The answer is yes, I can improve on all of it. Um, so, so thank you for that. Um, we, so we end every, every podcast with a guest with some rapid fire questions. It helps us get to know you a little bit more. Um, we'll do that. And then I'll give you a chance to tell everybody where they can find you, where they can learn more about you, where they can learn from you. And, uh, and then we'll wrap it up. 
So these are just either or questions. You don't need to elaborate unless you, unless you want to, um, but we'll just blow through them. Facebook or Instagram? Mm. It depends on what for. Facebook for uh, direct marketing, Instagram for brand. Love it. That's a good answer. Great distinction. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Do you ever use Snap? I did a little bit. I never really got into it. And yeah. I'm a, such a proponent of knowing who your customer is and what they want. And, and there wasn't a gigantic realtor base on Snapchat, at least that I, you know, succeeded at getting to. So. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, dude, I, I, I think I jumped onto this scene because of Snapchat and, and all the realtor relationships. It wasn't huge at mm-hmm. all. Um, but now everyone's on Instagram. I don't use Snapchat anymore. It's Instagram. I think that um, Spiegel made a huge mistake not selling to Zuckerberg because he became a target and <laughs> Zuck's pretty good at taking people out. So. Oh yeah. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, oh, we'll just, we'll just do this stories thing. We'll <laughs> oh, just, you don't want $3.2 billion. Okay. Well, you're going to be yeah. out of 3.2 years. How about that? <laughs> it's person's that way. Yes. Books or podcasts? Man, I really, I, I love listening to podcasts. I listen to podcasts a lot every day, but if I'm headed to the gym or running or something like that, I'll throw a book in for 20 or 30 minutes a day and, and try to glean something. Nice. Uh, you, so you mean audiobook? Yeah, I, I you mostly do audiobooks. Gotcha. Um, you know, I read my Bible a lot. Uh, if I c- catch a good book that I can't find on um, Audible, I will, I, will, I will try to read it. So if I'm like I'm flying or something like that, I like to read, but um, mostly it's audio books. Nice iPhone or Android? iPhone. It's not a question. Correct answer. <laughs> Alexa or Google Home? Uh, Alexa. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. New York or LA? <sighs> Man, I would say the city vibe of New York with the weather of LA. That's all I would be. <laughs> and beaches. If the beaches are thrown in there too, could you imagine yeah. New York with LA's beaches? Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Jeez. Are you much of a sports guy? Love sports. I grew up playing a ton of sports. I was a big baseball guy. Um, my brother and I were both big baseball guys. Uh, watch, watch as much football as we can, uh, especially since the Chiefs are good right now. So trying to catch as much of that as possible. Nice. Uh, I, don't, I don't really catch much basketball. Zion Williamson has made me a basketball fan, so I'm excited to see what he does this year. He's a, he's a, a specimen of a human being. He, he is. Donovan Mitchell's made me a basketball fan again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, because, dude, Salt Lake is so in love with the Jazz the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool feeling again. Um, SEC or ACC? SEC, no question, especially as somebody from the South. So, Are you a Razorbacks fan? Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, baseball or football? Baseball. Okay. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Yes. Are we in a real estate bubble nationwide or is this not a bubble? I think that if y'all don't quit talking about it, we're going to be in one. Um, I think that we are speaking a problem into existence right now. And I think it's one of the silliest things that I've ever seen. And a lot of it, I think, is marketers, uh, you know, trying to push fear down somebody's throat. But the unfortunate side effect is you're seeing a lot of agents that are misinterpreting data um, that are communicating that back into a marketplace that I, I think it's a very, very silly, silly thing that, that's happening. I'm not talking about any recession. I don't see a lot of data. I was talking, I've talked to multiple people about this. If you look at a lot of the MLS numbers and you see uh, you know, the numbers of, of volumes and those types of things being sold, I've not had anybody yet tell me, yes, we're seeing numbers that validate we're headed sharply towards some type of you know, bubble 
uh, I think that we are currently still living in one of the greatest real estate economies we've ever lived in and that there is an incredible opportunity to succeed right now. And I think that if you implement half of what Dustin and I talked about on this podcast, even in a down economy, people don't stop buying houses. I think you'll, you'll still kill it. It's the people that own the most production in a marketplace that really don't suffer in some of these downturns. So you see a top percentage of the market that still does really, really, really well. Um, if it, even if it's not the well that they've always been used to. Um, but this is why you should save your money. You should prepare for situations like this so you can buy out, uh, you know, people's attention. I've heard guys that stockpile their cash and whenever something like this happened, you know, they bought up all the Zillow zip codes, for example. And when they came back really super strong, their business just hockey sticked it, uh, which was, which was incredible. So guys, look, if you own attention, you can do anything in the world you want to. It's why Amazon's come into your space. It's why I, Apple, uh, you know, I just saw somebody hit with an Apple credit card, right? It's, it's why you can do anything in the world that you want to, uh, take that attention that you're renting from all these places and, and turn it into attention that you own, build a tribe, add value, and you will not have to worry about, uh, the ways of the world when some of these things take place. I love it. And so I don't know who, it might've been you that posted this this morning on Facebook, but uh, someone was showing the last five recessions, what home prices did in the last five recessions. Is that you? Huh. Um, three of the last five recessions, home prices actually went up. Mm. 2008, 2009 was a, was a huge fluke because it was a mortgage bubble and, and mortgages fueled foreclosures and short sales and all that. Um, so it, we get it twisted. So I agree. I, this is not a bubble. It does not look like one. There might be a money bubble with, with like, you know, all the money out there. I don't know, but it's not real estate. It's not mortgage. Podcast or vlog? Mm, I don't know. I like podcasts because I can, like, I can set, I like vlogs. Go back. I like vlogs because they typically are a little more substantive and they're more entertaining. Mm-hmm. But I usually have them on in the background while I'm working out or while I'm working or while I'm in the car. And so I can't really watch them. So I like consuming the information from vlogs uh, a little bit more than podcasts, but it's easier. It's way easier to listen to a podcast than a vlog when I'm not actually sitting down watching it. So, yes, I think that's that right. There's the biggest reason why podcasting has taken off. And even still only half the population of the U S has even listened to one. Like, Oh, it's funny you because how many episodes are you into your show? Uh, published forty three. I think we have like you know, eighteen or twenty in the back burner that need to get launched out. So nice. I get asked so often. This is one of the top three questions I, I get asked. Where can I watch your podcast? Yeah, I get it all the time, and and it's funny. And sometimes I'm like, what? But that's like people still think that people think, oh, it's too late to start a podcast. No. Oh my God. Uh, people still don't know where they can watch a podcast. So yeah, pretty funny. It is. But you're, I mean, you're seeing car manufacturers are starting to plug uh, podcast apps into pre pre-installed into cars. Like it's not on the tail end of popularity. It's, it's definitely on the forefront of popularity for sure. Because now we live in a world where anybody can go out like used to, you'd have to rely on a, a radio station to get your message out, or you'd have to rely on a big TV service provider. Everybody has the same freedoms now. Anybody can develop a voice through podcasting. And if you do it well, you're going to be famous soon. And anybody can put a vlog out there and make themselves, you know, at least an internet celebrity, uh, which might not have all the, you know, normal celebrity perks. It's still pretty cool. Uh, anybody can do it. Like, it's not like, 
it. It's, it's, and I, and I encourage you to, if you're a realtor, start a podcast about your local community. It's, 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 you will be blown away. And this is the reason I started podcasting because I couldn't get anybody to answer my phone. Mm-hmm. I was calling to try and drum up relationships. I was kind of trying to, trying to do JVs. I was trying to grow the business. Nobody was going to call me back if I was going to, if I needed something when I called. Right. Right. But when I switched it and now, Hey, I want to get you on the podcast. We have about 80,000 total followers. We would share it to everybody needs attention. Maybe like the moment somebody's ears perk up and say, what? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, uh, it totally shifts the conversation. So if you're listening to this, you would be blown away how many really big local leaders would jump at the chance to be on your podcast because they're all after more attention. Absolutely. Uh, um, I did a flash briefing last week about this. Like you can start a local podcast. You can have mayoral candidates. You could have gubernatorial candidates. And I think people were impressed that I knew what the hell gubernatorial even meant. But, and I'm impressed too. But uh, you could actually have the candidates all like vying to be on your show. Bernie Sanders was just on Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. And you know that's opening the floodgates. Absolutely. Because of the attention. So, it helps that Joe Rogan's podcast gets millions of views. That does help. <laughs> that does help for sure. <laughs> yes. So it, totally. Podcasting is huge. Being a show host, whether it's a podcast, a video show, a TV show, whatever, it brings you a certain level of credibility that you didn't yep. have before. Now people are answering their phones. They're returning your texts. Uh, they're reaching out to you. It's crazy. So do that at a local level. I don't know why you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uber or Lyft? Uber. And then Gary V or Grant Cardone? <laughs> That's the one where you go off the rails, huh? Uh, you know, it's hard for me. I've learned everything, not everything. I've learned a lot about content and branding from Gary V, which has been a lot of spectacular advice. Uh, it was one of the reasons that, you know, I got my brother in here. We started doing video content together when I was like really young in in business. I wouldn't have been in that situation if I didn't learn some sales strategy from Grant Cardone. I uh, subscribed to, you know, some of Grant's stuff early on. I pulled away a few really good pieces of information that helped from a sales standpoint. Uh, So that's a tough one. Uh, They're both legendary figures. Uh, They've helped me in in different ways. Uh, And, and I don't know if, if, one exists without the other, at least from a, you know, from a performance standpoint, from a productivity standpoint, from my stand, for me, like I think sales is something you need first and uh, you know, marketing is, is something that brings that to the, to the forefront. But if you don't know how to convert opportunities, it won't matter how good you are and how big your brand is. You, and normally your brand doesn't even get that big. If you, if you aren't good at some of those types of things, so you gotta be decent there. I don't know. That's a tough one, man. Uh, I'm going to let you off the hook. Because that was a profound response. I, I, <laughs> I think you're right. Yes. Um, so yeah, they are very different. I love that. I love that question because uh, it, it always elicits a very interesting response from people. Uh, what is what's your favorite app right now? It doesn't have to be a business or real estate related app. Just any new app that you're that you're obsessed with. Mine's really basic. I use the calculator on my phone religiously. <laughs> nice. I, I use it nonstop. Like I don't ever stop. I use my calculator. My wife's constant. Like, put your phone. What are you calculating? Like, she doesn't even. She's. It's not like get off Facebook or Instagram. It's put your calculator down so that we can. <laughs> she's like, stop crunching numbers. Uh, I I became 
so obsessed with reports, especially the more and more that I understood, the more I focused on some of those types of things, you know, as a natural byproduct, some of the other stuff got bigger. Um, so mine's pretty, pretty different. My calculator is the number one used app on my phone. Uh, but uh, yeah. Well, and that's in line with the whole conversation today. So, so that makes sense. That's good. So yeah, let's not go get distracted with. Yeah, some- I mean, absolutely. I had somebody hit me up today. They're trying to get us to do something for them. And he said, I have a thousand dollars a month to spend through the rest of the month. And I want to sell 12 homes. And it, it, the arrogant response for everybody is always like, yeah, I can help you. Yeah, I can help you. Yeah, I can help you. Instead, I said, how much money have you spent on Facebook ads in the last six months? And how many homes did you sell as a result? And he said, I spent 700 bucks. I sold one property. I said, so no, spending $1,000 a month, I don't know will get you the result you want, but I can guarantee you if you spend $2,100 per month based on your business data, you will sell 12 homes before the end of the year. And, uh, you know, pulled out my calculator and whipped up those numbers, right? <laughs> but it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely a good tool, especially based on, you know, the way that we try to teach people how to build business. Solid, solid recommendation. Yeah, get familiar with the calculator again, peeps. That's a good one. Awesome, man. Hey, where can people find you? Where can they learn more about you? Where can they hire you? All that good stuff. Yeah, go to, hit me up on Instagram at likegrantwise. Um, that, that is the best place. Send me a DM. I answer every single message that comes through. I'll answer any question you want. I'll provide you with free training. I will show you how to find the right numbers in your business. I'll teach you how to make your next million bucks or I'll teach you how to sell your next million dollars in real estate. I'll teach you how to add six figures to your business. Uh, and do anything that you want. Uh, but uh, hit me up on Instagram at like Grant Weiss. Follow me. I'll follow you back and then send me a DM. Awesome. Grant, thank you so much for being on the Massive Agent Podcast. That was a great conversation, a lot of value. I'm going to enjoy listening to this one again um, and again. So thank you, my friend. Thank you, brother. You bet. Talk soon. I'm going to start saying this every single week when we have a great interview, which is every single week. But guys, you just took notes. You just had some ideas come into your head. Now it's time to go implement them, do them. Definitely today, figure out how much it costs to acquire a client. How much does it cost to acquire a new customer? How much does it cost to get a closing? You've got to figure this stuff out. And then how much are you worth per hour? Figure out what your hourly worth is because then you can start making better decisions. Grant is 100% right. You guys should not be doing transaction coordinator work. You can hire that out. It costs you a couple hundred dollars uh, you know, per transaction. Seriously, like uh, one, two, three hundred bucks, whatever it is, sometimes 400, whatever it is, it's worth it to, to take all that off your plate so you can go help more people, do more marketing, get more deals. That's just the way it works. You have to know how much you're worth per hour first so you can start figuring out how you can outsource some of the, the tasks that you personally don't need to do for less than it costs, uh, less than what you make per hour. So go calculate those today. Do not dilly dally. Do not delay. Wow. That rhymes. And it sounds weird. Maybe I meant it to, I don't know. You'll never know either. One of the questions I get asked the most, well, okay, this is weird. One one of the questions I legitimately get asked most often, probably like the second most asked question is where can I watch your podcast? Uh, Where can I find your podcast? It's funny to me. And I say that, but because I'm in podcasting and I'm like, oh my God, everyone knows what a podcast is, obviously. Well, that's not true. Only about half the US population, according to the stats, like the, the latest stats, about 52% of the population has even listened to a podcast ever. So half the population doesn't even know 
where to listen to them. And they, they say stuff like, where can I watch your podcast? And so it's funny to me, but, but beyond that, besides that random, random little tidbit there, um, I get asked all the time, what should I be using for my CRM? And beyond that, most people, well, a lot of agents don't even know it is a CRM. They're like, Hey, how can I keep track of all my contacts? How can I send emails? How can I send texts and respond to leads? And I'm like, well, you need a great CRM. The CRM that I personally use still today. And I have since January is wise agent. I absolutely love wise agent. There's look, there's a, there's a few great CRMs out there. There's more than a few. There's some great CRMs out there. Wise Agent is the one that I feel is the best value by far for what you get for it. It does not cost 50, 60, 70, you know, $500 a month. It's less than that. It's full featured. You can text, video text. It has all that stuff. I love the feature where uh, if a, a lead doesn't give you complete information, Wise Agent will actually scan the information they gave you and tries to match it with social profiles. So maybe they didn't give you a valid phone number, but now you have their Twitter profile or their Facebook page or their Pinterest board or something like that. So you have more ways that you can go connect with these leads. That's pretty cool. Uh, I know the people at wise agent, they do a great job and we've teamed up with wise agent to give you guys a 14 day free trial. And in addition to that, by, uh, because you're a listener to the show by using this special link, which I'll give you in a second, you'll get access for free to my personal drip campaigns. The drip campaigns I personally use in my wise agent account for my leads, for my clients, you'll get access to. I have one for buyers, one for sellers, and one for uh, open house follow-up. You'll get those for free, but you have to use the code. This is the only way they know that you even want access to this. You must use use the, the link, rather, massiveagentpodcast.com slash wiseagent. Massiveagentpodcast.com slash wiseagent. Check them out, 14-day free trial, and get my drip campaigns for free as a Wise Agent user. Check it out. I promise you it's much more user-friendly than some of the bigger name CRMs out there. They do a great job. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. If you have received value from the show, and if you've listened this far today, I, sh- I know, even if this is your first episode you've ever listened to, if you've made it this far and you just heard that interview with Grant Wise, you received a shitload of value from this show. So if you have, because this show is free, we do have a fee, okay? We do have a fee. It's not monetary, but we ask that you reciprocate by sharing with a friend, sharing with a colleague, sharing within your office, share with other real estate, uh, you know, real estate Facebook groups or, or on LinkedIn. Help us, help us uh, get to other agents. Help us help other agents. Help me help you. Help me. But, uh, one way, one way to do that aside from sharing it and telling somebody is to leave us a review specifically on iTunes. If, you, if you're not an iTunes user, if, you're not, if you don't have an iPhone, cool, but leave us a review wherever you listen. But on iTunes and or Apple Podcasts specifically, it helps us out so much. Please leave a review or a rating. If you don't have time to do a full review, that's fine. Leave us a rating. It helps us out a ton. And that's, that's all we ask. If you've received value from the show, we're going to keep bringing it. All we ask is that you reciprocate a little bit by sharing and showing some love. Thank you very much. Guys, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, As always, go take action on what you've learned. I hope you have an amazing weekend. Go close some loans. Go sell some homes. Hopefully, I see you at one of my upcoming speaking events uh, in the month of September and October. I don't even know what I'm doing in November or December yet. 
I have no idea. I'll be somewhere. So, uh, you know, if you guys are putting on an event, if you want to do a CE class or anything like that and need a speaker, let me know. Would be happy to figure out how I can help with that. So thanks, guys. As always, go to MassiveAgentPodcast.com. Find all the show notes from this episode and previous ones. And remember, go take action and implement what you just learned. Take care.